welcome back to this podcast. Um, today's episode will be Dr. Marion Arbelou, who is one of the candidates for the Leon County School Board District 1. So without further ado, let's get started with the interview. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about your campaign to run for Leon County School Board District 1? Yes. Um, well, I, I really didn't intend to run and got in, as you know, uh, at the very tail end of the process. And what prompted that move was uh, listening to Superintendent Hannah talk about potentially raising taxes to pay for salaries and things like that. And so I started looking at, because uh, that was concerning to me, obviously, and I started looking at um, the academic uh, data, the financial data, and uh, I was concerned with what I was seeing. And I knew with my background and my experience that I could be of use on the board. So I threw my name into the ring at the last minute. Um, can you talk about your agenda if you are elected? Well, I have a couple of things uh, that are important to me. Um, I do believe we need to improve the stewardship of, of our tax dollars. The school board is the taxing authority for the district. And it is important that we look at every expenditure and make sure that it aligns to our goals and objectives. I also want to look at how we're teaching in the classroom. I, I'm an advocate of experiential learning, of problem solving, learning styles, uh, because I believe that the more our students are hands-on in learning, uh, the more engaged they are and the better uh, the learning process is. So, that is something of, of great importance to me. I'm also a proponent of uh, school choice. However, it has to come with accountability and transparency. Otherwise it doesn't work, it doesn't make sense. Uh, we have to know how we're spending our dollars and whether we're getting our money's worth. And lastly, I, I think we have to take a hard look at teacher recruitment and retention. Uh, it's, it's not a new problem, it's a decades old problem. And we can throw money at, and we have thrown money at it, uh, but I think there's much more work that we need to do there. I don't believe um, the teacher problem is simply a function of dollars. More about the culture, the career progression, how we look at the profession as a whole. So I have a lot of things that I'd like to work on. And how do you hope to improve the quality of education and what specific ideas do you have in mind in order to do so? Well, exactly, it goes back to um, how we're learning in the classroom. And I think kids need to be more engaged. Um, students should be talking in the classroom. There should be conversation, dialogue. And I'm not sure how much of that goes on. I believe again in experiential learning styles, facilitated learning styles where Students are free to work individually and in teams and solving problems where the teacher is really more of a facilitator. Um, and I'd like to see more of that in our classrooms. Um, and how are you going to implement those policies that you have in mind? Well, you know, it's interesting when you're on a board, you have no power as an individual. Uh, you only have power when the five board members are together in a room and prepared to vote on things. So it really becomes uh, the skill then that you need is one where you can uh, explain and negotiate and encourage uh, because you, you need to get everyone on board with your ideas. 
So you got to sell your ideas to your board members, to your superintendent, and to the community, frankly. I mean, how are you going to work with the community to make sure to implement their values when making these policies? Well, um, I am a parent proponent, and I do believe that parents are the ultimate arbiters of their students' education. Um, I had that own experience myself with my two youngest, where I had to withdraw my students from Jefferson County Schools because I didn't feel they were adequate for them and moved them to Leon County Schools and very happy that I did that. Uh, but that's not the ideal, obviously, to move to jump counties. But you need to keep the dialogue open and have authentic conversations uh, with stakeholders. They need to be part of the process. They need voice. And when I say stakeholders, I'm talking not just parents and other community members, but obviously school staff and teachers, but students as well. You know, I've gotten some of the best answers from students over the years. How has your childhood and the way you grew up influenced your policies and goals that you aim to accomplish? Well, I am a, I'm a child of a broken home and a latchkey kid and had those, you know, I grew up in an urban uh, Brooklyn, New York, you know, in a city environment. And um, I think that is, makes me a function of the fact that I, I support diversity in schools. I, the world is diverse and our schools should reflect our populations, but also kind of more of a traditional background to my parents were uh, uh, Greek immigrants. So I'm first generation uh, Greek American. That's, and we are clannish and many uh, immigrants are clannish that way. So I think that's okay. And I read in an article that you were elected in 2016 to lead a small school district in Jefferson County before you were stripped of the job that you had campaigned for. Um, so what have you learned from this experience and how have you like bounced back from this? Well, there was a lot to learn from that. That was an eye-opening experience, frankly. And um, I went I campaigned for that seat for the superintendent position um, with the expectation that I was coming into a district that was already in a state of financial emergency. So they had not managed their money very well. Uh, the schools were D's. Uh, the state was demanding, you know, a turnaround of those schools. What I did not anticipate was that the state was intended to come in and take over the schools and turn them all into charter schools. So there had been, there was no precedent for that. Um, during that four years, we were making policy basically. There were no guidelines and where there were guidelines, um, there was a, a lack of understanding of those guidelines in some cases, not all. So it was, a, it was challenging. We did, um, I, where I had control, I was able to make improvements and uh, such as the budget. So I brought that budget up uh, well over 10% and uh, that satisfied state requirements and local board policy requirements. Where I had no control was of course the academics uh, that was under the charter and that experiment with the charter was not successful, unfortunately. But you know, if listen, if you don't try things, you don't learn either. So I don't look at failure as the and all, it's a step in the process of learning and growing. 
can you speak uh, more about your past experience as a superintendent of schools of the Jefferson County District? Well, you know, during my term, we went through the school safety procedures things uh, post uh, Stoneman Douglas, and that was pretty telling uh, in terms of having to consider that type of event happening in your school. And I work closely with our charter school to make sure that our schools were safe, that we did everything we could and, and use the money the state gave us well, uh, maximized our return on those dollars so that we could create a safe and welcoming environment for our students. And how has your previous experience working with school districts and working to improve education in Jefferson County going to prepare you for this role? Well, one thing I've, I've noticed and I have worked and observed schools and classrooms for over a decade now, if you don't infuse new blood into a system, it will tend to atrophy and die. And so sometimes we get deeply ensconced in the way we do things and we become resistant to change or afraid of change. And I think that's one of the things that we have to kind of toughen up a little bit. Change is a good thing, can be a good thing if it's managed properly. And if, and, and if we're not looking to innovate, and that's one of the failures I believe from the Jefferson experiment was that we did not take that opportunity to innovate our school. We kind of did same old, same as usual, a little better, a little more structured, but kind of business as usual, teaching and learning. And that was not enough to turn that school district around. And we had an opportunity to innovate and didn't take advantage of that. So I think that's an area where all schools need to just be ready to, to constantly, should be constantly looking at how do we do better? How can we make this better? Because there's always room for improvement, even in a good school district like Leon County. And with your previous work in Jefferson County, one of your main responsibilities was handling the financial situation. And what have you learned from that experience and how will you effectively manage resources to better the education system in Leon County? I think I learned that if you put your mind to getting things squared away, you can do it. It was tough and there were decisions that had to be made that were very unpleasant. I had to deliver a budget to the state that provided a 3% fund balance in that first month I was elected into office. And that necessitated not only cutting expenditures, but there were I had to make some staff cuts to make that happen. That was not a good time, you know? Um, but it was the only way to salvage the district from complete takeover, I believe. And so those were just tough decisions that had to be made. Why did you decide to run for this position and what do you hope to gain from this role if you are elected? Well, I decided to run because I felt that my experience, um, not only in, 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 in schools, in education, but also as a business person, uh, someone who is experienced in economic development. Um, I see a gap between what our students are learning in school and job opportunities. I know we talk a lot about um, training programs and certification programs and vocational education, um, and that's all good. And so that's 
that's a good thing, but there is a gap between what that student is learning and how that's actually applied in real life. And I think we can strengthen that uh, and minimize that gap. You know, I look to things like apprenticeship programs and things like that as an excellent opportunity for kids. So I think we need more of those. I'm just here to help. I really wanna just uh, use what I know, help the school district get it back on a positive trajectory and, um, and do something good for my community. And lastly, what is next for you and your goals? Well, um, I do like sailing, so <laughs> I'm gonna, um, I'd like to use these four years and, and, uh, and be of use to my community, but past that, I'm not looking, I'm not looking at anything past that. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed and stay tuned for the next episode.